killers, murderers, decoding the crime verse. 911, what's your emergency? All my life, I wanted to be a gangster. Me too. This <laughs> is decoding the crime verse. And if you haven't picked up what we're doing today, guys, can I tell you the excitement I have <laughs> right now? It is exhilarating to do this topic because for me, this is the reason I started liking crime in this the first place. This is my favorite part of crime. That, okay, that, that sounded wrong. <laughs> Okay, she meant it in a good way. <laughs> it's my favorite part to study. Like that. I don't know. If I had to go back, all I'm saying. 1920s. If I had to go back. Hmm. 1920s gangsters. I don't think you get anything more. I don't even know the word to use to describe this. They are just another inspiration level. on another level. I mean, I know what they did was not technically right and or moral. Legally. But you cannot deny the genius behind organized crime yeah. and the mafia. Yeah. So for those who don't know what a gangster is, the Wikipedia definition says a gangster is a criminal who's a member of a gang. Guys. Wikipedia needs to go and sit <laughs> down updated. with some real gangsters. Um most gangs are considered to be part of organized crimes. Gangs provide a level of organization and resources that support much larger and much complex criminal transactions than an individual criminal could achieve. Gangsters have been active for many years in countries around the world. Mm, and we but know. we know the time that they shine. Sean. Yeah. Sean? Yeah. Okay. English. Um, was the 1920s. Yes. And we know the center of all of this is the mob bosses of New York in the 1920s. Oof. It is like the place to, if there's one place that I could just revisit. Not a, a 1920 New York. If I could visit, it's 1920 New York. New York. Mm. The or Chicago. 20s. Or Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. The Roaring Twenties was a period in history of dramatic social and political change. We saw prohibition come into play. But not Thank only that, the Roaring Twenties was this time of pleasure. It yeah. was a time we've just come out of this war. And yeah. so for those who don't know, America was basically the real winner of the wars because they got to loan out a whole bunch of money. Yeah. And they were the they didn't have any fighting on their land. So yeah. they came out of World War One booming. We had the speakeasies. We had people literally jawling left right and center if i was alive back life. then i'd want to own a speakeasy i'm oh, just no saying it was oh, the no place same. to be and to own in those times and people started moving from the farms into the cities yeah. and it just became honestly guys an entire vibe an entire jazz vibe that's all i can say yeah like, basically it's the 20s jazz and crime. Uh, but then we had the prohibition. So for those who don't know, it was the ban on the sale and distribution of, of alcohol. alcohol. And the whole idea was that if we ban the alcohol, we'll have less alcoholism. We'll have like more decent people running around on the streets. That didn't work. <laughs> <It really> did. <laughs> li people literally say it completely 
backfired. Yeah. And the reason was, was now there's this low supply of alcohol and this huge demand. And guess who took this opportunity? The gangsters. And they took it full force. <laughs> and the, the prohibition literally, it played right into the hands of the mob. Okay. And it actually transformed the mob. They begin creating and distributing yeah. illegal alcohol. They yeah. open the speakeasies. Um, they were bootleggers, which is an illegal alcohol yeah. seller. And well, that's how they then started making their profits. And with that, then as the industry grew, prostitution, brothels opened up. We had um, the rise of heroin come yeah. up. And it just kind of started to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And it was all because of the prohibition. For me, an accurate picture of what the 1920s are, if you're looking for, because you Google and then they don't really show you what happened back then. But True. an accurate picture, well, as accurate as we can possibly get is Gatsby. Oh, if God, you watch Gatsby. Gatsby, you see the gangsters, you see wait, the whispering, wait, you see wait. them. If you have not watched The Great Gatsby, Why? what are you doing are you? with your life finish this show and go and watch that movie you need okay. to i'm telling you i I'm had not someone asking. tell me I'm it telling. was useless because of the ending they were like what was the they point don't of appreciate the, movie? the ending you don't understand how much you get from gatsby I... Guys, if I have to go into the ending of gatsby we can right? do it for christmas let's <laughs> move on but and it wasn't just that they were running these speakeasies yeah. and all of that. They also had judges on their payroll, yeah. cops on their payroll. Yeah. They were getting away l literally with murder by yeah. paying it off. And this is w when the crime actually became organized because they started running their mafias like an actual business. And, well, honestly, I think that's why it started to They thrive. had mob conferences. Who has a conference for criminal activity? <laughs> These people were. They even too there brilliant. was one conference where Frank Sinatra played at. Yeah. Okay. These people were friends with people in high celebrities, places. everything. So that is basically a rundown of the 1920s, and as that's just setting the scene. And we are going to look today at two mobsters, and the first one we're looking at, I think, is my favorite gangster ever. Well, top five. Yeah, he's but definitely in the top five. We have Charles Lucky Luciano. I'm sorry, by the name of Charles, I'm not scared of you. Like, but I'm Charles. But everyone used to call him Lucky. Lucky, yeah. But they'd be like, Lucky this, Lucky that. Yeah. He was born on the 24th of November, 1897, in Sicily, Italy, and died in 1962 back in Naples, Italy. And he was actually born Salvatore Luciana, but he changed his name when he came I would have changed my name if my name was Salvatore. Salvatore. Although that's kind of, I feel like that's more intimidating than Charles. Salvatore. Dun, dun, dun. No, <laughs> Salvatore is like your, your library eerie. assistant. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so Luciano basically can, is said to have created the American mafia into what it is yeah. today. And he ch achieved more than any other mobster ever did in the mafia. He um, he set the stage for what the mafia is today with his group of Italian mobsters, which was Bugsy Siegel, Maya Lansky, Frank Casello, and Vito Genevieve. And basically, these men, they changed everything. Yeah. They and changed everything. Not in a everything. good way, but in a good way. In a good way for the mob 
Bob, people. not for ordinary people. <laughs> for the criminal. Wait, can I just uh, announce right now, if anyone is having a mob conference, I would like an invitation. Yes, please. Not that I'd attend if the cops are listening, but I will attend if the mobsters are listening. He moved to America at the age of 10. And he actually became a gunman by, for Joe the Boss Mazaria in 1920s and then later went to work for Arnold Roasty. Now, Arnold Roasty was... He taught Luciano to be the businessman that he yeah. became. And what most people say about Luciano was you get two types of people. You get the people with the brains and then you got the people who are like the muscle yeah. and like who who have the courage and yeah. stuff to do everything. They said the reason why he thrived is because he had both. Mm. So he was re- he was willing to do anything and everything necessary to get to the top. Which he did. Yep. Okay. He didn't assassinate one. No. He assassinated two of the highest gangsters at the time. And he was smart enough not to take over both really quickly. That's what they said. They said he... Well, what happened was there was actually a war between these two bosses. Yeah. Called the... Guys, this is very Italian. It is the Castellamare War. And basically what happened was it was Mazaria versus Maranzano. And Lucky then turned his back on Mazaria because he was upset that Mazaria was kept taking parts of his profits. Yeah. And he was just like, no, screw this. I, I want to be at the top. So he turned over to Marizano and said, okay, fine. I'll then help you assassinate um, um, Mazaria. And that did happen. They gunned him down in his favorite restaurant, all that kind of stuff. And then, but the problem was, was Maranzano then said, okay, cool, we'll then work together. And Lucky had said, okay, but no more boss on bosses. Yeah. And Maranzano went back on that yeah. and declared himself the boss, boss on bosses. Boss. Yeah. And Luciano was like, no, nope. uh, not going nope. to happen. <laughs> and then he had Maranzano assassinated, assassinated by Murder Inc., which we'll get to when we speak to about our next guy. And he in basically inherits. The crime family but what i loved the most about him is when we looked at crime bosses before this guy they would basically work in isolation from people he actually took families together no, and he's like exactly this is the structure this is how he created going to order yes. it was a business and he they even created the commission yeah which was the heads of the five new york families which had the say in everything life and death if you wanted someone killed you had to get it approved by, by the, the commission families, yeah. if you wanted to open a new speakeasy you had to get it approved uh, approved approved <laughs> by the commission and you know what honestly i think that's what made it so successful yeah. was that there was order and there was structure and you didn't do anything unless you had approval. imagine standing before these five families and you've done something wrong yeah. I, I do you kill yourself? Jump off I a bridge. I would just throw just myself. Jump off a bridge. Like I don't even know how, what I would do at that point. And basically, the commission's purpose was to oversee all mafia activity and to resolve conflict between, between the families. Yeah. Because the the in at the end of the day, right? We are trying to evade the law, and the police are our big enemy. We shouldn't be fighting, fighting each amongst other, yeah. ourselves because then. We're going to be screwed. So that was the whole point, which honestly, genius, Auntie. I'm just right. saying. I'm just saying. And basically, um, we see how uh, he started going into the prostitution segment. Of this crime. was his downfall. Okay. Why did you do it? It like, makes me so angry. If he 
stayed out of that, they he probably wouldn't, wouldn't have, have anything um, to hold him in prison He for. He basically caught the attention of the a prosecutor named Thomas Dewey, and he was a guy who could not be bribed. Yeah. Okay? And Dewey, uh, he put tapping on the phones. He did everything in his power. He wanted Luciano behind bars. And guess what he gets him on? Not all the murders. No, not, not the speakeasies, not the heroin. My guy is a re- one of the reasons that heroin came it's to America, America yeah. okay? No, they got him on accounts for prostitution, and he got 62 charges for that. That's 30 to 50 years in prison. But I think they wanted to get him for everything, and they were like, we cannot get this guy for anything else because he's too squeaky clean, and they found him on something, and they just put him away. And while he's in prison, okay, we need to talk about how epic this man is, okay? Because while he's in prison, he is basically running the, the place, prison. okay? He has a private chef. Who does that? He has, he's wearing his suits all nice there. He, he, he is allowed visitors at he any time. He built a church. Built a church. In the prison. In the prison. Like, nobody else had authority to do any... It's like, they called him in to run the prison. It's like, he wasn't arrested. The warden they, knew Luciano was in charge. And he ran the criminal empire. Yeah. From behind, from behind, from behind bars. Yeah. Okay? He did name an acting boss. He named Vito Genovese's acting yeah. boss. Until Vito Genovese had an affair with his cousin, killed his cousin's husband, and then got in trouble for that and had to flee to Italy. But that's the thing with the mob. That's the thing. Um, one thing that the mob is big on is family. They don't play with their family. Yeah. Once you're family, you are like family. But if you mess up... Yeah, but marry you your cousin. Dead. He married his cousin. Yeah. That's that's gross. Yeah, that is. He's cis, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who would want to? I wouldn't want to. <laughs> no, but that's the that's thing with the mob as you. well. If they kill people five six days of the week like i have killed six people on sunday they go to church that they are in church yep. and they do it every Staunch single sunday catholics. they Staunch are catholics i don't understand that i don't either it's very hypocritical but they find they basically going to church to yeah. wash away what they did that week and then the next week Anyway, after Genovese led, fled to Italy, Castello took over. But here gets the interesting part, right? So World War II breaks out. Yeah. We have the attack on Pearl Harbor. And the government is like, oh, flip. Oh, no. This can happen at any time. So guess who they turn to? Luciano. The mob. Because the mob had control of, of the, the docks. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, then reduce your sentence if you help protect our docks. Imagine that. That's how powerful Imagine they are. That. I don't think we understand that because these people had the army. They have the Marines. They have the FBI. And they no, have we're the CIA. Ask the mob. And they go to the mob. Anyway, World War II ends. Unfortunately, Dewey, Thomas Dewey, who had now become governor, doesn't stand firm on his promise. And he does get Luciano out of prison, but he is then deported, deported to Italy. Yeah. We does still basically run his empire. Later on, Luciano makes his way to Cuba. Guys, that's a place I want to go. I'm sorry. Cuba is beautiful and they've kept it pretty much the same. It literally looks like you're walking into the 50s with yeah. the cars and everything. So he goes to Cuba and this is where they have the Havana Conference, the one with Frank Sinatra yeah. that we basically spoke about earlier. And this is when he's like, okay, first of all, we're going to do 
bring um, heroin from Italy into Cuba, into the States. Yeah. And also to try and get money to start up Vegas, which again we'll get to with our next guy. Yeah. Which is also very interesting. And unfortunately, the U.S. government is like, ah, we can't have this man's on our doorstep. And they pressure the Cuban government and he's sent back to Italy, where he's there, he then died in 1962. Of a heart attack. Of a ho- so anticlimactic. That is so anticlimactic. Saying. I would have loved to see, like, a assassination. Okay, I don't know. No, I don't want him to be assassinated. He grossed over $12 million a year, okay? He was the most wealthiest and most powerful crime boss in the, of the time. He lived in the Waldorf Astoria. That is one of the most expensive yeah. hotels you can book at, okay? Yeah. He lived the life of celebrities. He grew up on the streets of New York and he said, you would look up to these gangsters. They would be in these fresh cut suits, diamonds on their fingers. Mm. Everyone would be around them. They owned these clubs. They stayed in the most fancy. Yeah. What little boy doesn't want to be like that? Yeah. And that's what then drew them in to do the dirty work and get into the gangs. Unfortunately, not all of them ended up in the top ranks up because there. you have to do yeah. quite a bit to get there. He, he lived an extravagant, extravagant lifestyle. And in 1998, Time magazine named him one of the most influential builders and titans of the 20th century. For me, that's like... Why not then do you cry? I'm sorry. (laughs) If that's what I'm going to reach. And the next person, Benjamin Siegel. I think their parents should ask them, are you going to be a gangster and then name them appropriately? But we are going to call him as how he was known. Bugsy. So he got the nickname. Oh, my soul. Let me quickly. Sorry. Luciano got the name Lucky because he was captured tortured for eight hours, stabbed and left for dead, and by some miracle survived. And they said he was lucky. Sorry, I forgot we have to... But every single time they asked him why his name was lucky, he gave a different account. It was to create this myth of who he was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Bugsy. Bugsy, because when you said someone was bugs, you said they were basically nuts in the head. This guy was nuts. And um, he was kind of nuts. He was ruthless. He was a, the killer who liked to make his victims suffer he's the guy that if you do not pay the mob back he is coming after you and there was a rule you will pay the mob back before you pay the bank back yeah okay it's just a thing he was born in brooklyn in new york in 1906 and he died in california in 1947 he was murdered we'll get there (laughs) she's so disappointed i am so disappointed i'm like why he was Jewish and he lived in the crime ridden section of Brooklyn and that's basically then where he started his criminal life. Yeah. By basically he would like he extorted people <laughs> from a young age. <laughs> and he actually he met Langsy when he was young and then he later on befriended Luciano when they were fifteen years old. Um he was very, very violent okay and i was speaking about how you would pay back the the mafia and that was because after the roaring 20s you know the great depression hit yeah so banks didn't have money to loan out who do you go to loan sharks who are the loan sharks the mafia could you imagine that guy knocking on your door because you haven't paid your dues guys i would like give him my house because like there's nothing you can do at that point it's very weird to see how many of these mob Guys, I um, started off with 
basically threatening people and saying, um, pay me and I'll give you protection. And you ask them, what do I need they protection all, they from? They used to do that. And then they're like, you need protection from me. So pay yeah, me, otherwise, pay me <laughs> otherwise I'm gonna... <laughs> that was the coolest part of their lives. And that was at teenage ages also. Yeah, they used like, to, they would, they would say, okay... We will we will protect you. But yeah. Don't pay, and then you're gonna need protection from, from me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he was uh, reportedly part of the Mazaria shooting, and now we are going to talk about Murder Incorporated. And this organized crime group Where was can I active. Sign up? I, it's sorry, it's not active anymore. Because that makes me sad. <laughs> 1939 to 1941, uh, it should start Murderess Incorporated. No, I'm joking, you guys. Don't listen to people. me. They were, I'm sure we can find someone. But you guys need to be bugs because we're not playing with. I'm joking, cops, but other people, I'm not joking. If you want to join yeah, just <laughs> DM me on Instagram. We'll, we'll, we'll figure a way. <laughs> it acted as the enforcement arm of the Italian-American mafia, and it was basically also acting as the enforcement arm yeah. of the Jewish mafia. So mob. basically what happened was there was a bunch of guys, and from the commission, would, you'd get an assassination order. It would be passed down to them. They would kill and no trace would be they left. They basically were the people that executed the plan. Exactly. And they, these people went under the radar for years until one of their former members got captured and started ratting them out. Yeah. And when Luciano found that out, he had that guy killed. Yeah. Because we cannot have these people being ratted out. No. Not a chance. Uh-uh. Not happening. Who starts an organization called Murder Inc.? I'm like... Guys, that... For each murder could cost you up to a thousand to five thousand dollars, and that's nineteen twenties. Imagine right now. Imagine, but these people are professional. You don't want someone that is not professional doing the job. You want no. To they would like burn off the fingertips of their victims. Yeah. Like, no blood. No. Na- you guys wouldn't. You wouldn't find the. That's the type find of the murder. Okay. No. Okay, it's not good, but like really, this is interesting stuff. He. He moved to California and he became very much indulged in the Hollywood lifestyle. Yeah. He was big with actors, yeah. actresses, directors. He went to red carpet. He was good years. looking as well. So everybody he was really like was. taken by Bugsy. And what he then realized from being in Hollywood was that there was money to be made by these rich people's yeah. gambling. Yeah. And he had an idea. We love it when we have ideas. He. And he went to Luciano. He said, I have an idea. There, Las Vegas, not Las Vegas, Nevada. In Nevada, gambling is legal. Yeah. So, let's build a hotel in the middle of the desert and make this exotic resort where these rich people can yeah. come and spend their money. Sounds like a brilliant plan. Yeah. Okay? It is because of that hotel named the Flamingo that we have Las Vegas today. Okay. It started. The entire what became Las Vegas. Las Vegas okay? Yeah. And he built his hotel. Unfortunately, Mans was not good at budgeting. So he went very over budget. And this is Way where his problems over started. budget. And especially because opening night, it rained. So no one came to opening night. So they had to close the doors of the hotel and reopen it a couple months later. Yeah. But then it really did start booming. And you can go to this hotel. It is still open in, in Vegas. It's just been like revamped. And they said they had the best restaurants, pools, the best rooms, and basically any game, card game and whatever yeah. you wanted to play. 
So And he named it the Flamingo after, after one of his, his girlfriend's, girlfriend's nicknames. Yeah. Like these people were <laughs> like living the life. They were not living even joking. The they life. had the prettiest girls. They had listen. But here came the problem. If the casino was booming, why were none of the mobsters being paid back for the money they'd be put into building this? Bugsy, 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 bugsy. I could imagine Luciana saying that. I trusted you, Bugsy. <laughs> I can just imagine. He's all the way in Italy being like this idiot. Idiot, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. And this is where the problem came in because then the five families are like, mm, um, money, where is it? Like, hand it over. And this now. guy is quiet with all the money. And Frank Costello and Maya Lansky have this conversation and, and they're like, what are we going to do? And next thing we know... Bugsy's at home, and next thing, shots are fired. And, and he's dead. He's dead. If you look at the picture, it's very gruesome. It is very gruesome. And 20 minutes later, Maya Langsy's men take over the casino floors. They did not waste time. What no. I like about the mob is no. if they're killing you, they're killing you for a reason. Yep. They have a plan in place. They it's not like we're killing you, then we're going to figure out. No, well, they've already planned every detail. With Murder Incorporated, they would take three to four weeks to plan an assassination. Yeah. They didn't just, okay, you want Bob dead? Let's go shoot Bob. Yeah, no. these people are smart. That's why it's organized crime. It's, it's organized not crime. Just They're not just shooting people or whatever. I love it. it was, I love it. Guys, it was a... I don't love it, but I do love it. I wish. And that's basically um, that's Bugsy one of the Siegel. theories. Well, the one theory is that it was an organized hit. There was another theory that it was his girlfriend's brother because apparently he didn't treat his girlfriend too great. Well, I mean, nope. he's a mobster. No so. way someone who starts Murder Inc. is murdered by someone's brother. Please. <laughs> that was an organized yeah. hit. There's no, he would have no seen way. it coming and no he would have killed. This guy is the same guy that when there was a snitch that was trying to put him in prison and the people around him in prison, he killed all of them. And then every single witness that would step can up I tell onto you, the stand, he killed them. Can I tell you a story about this guy? Yeah. So how they got into Joe the Boss's gang yeah. was that they saw him, Joe the Boss, and Frank Costello go after a guy who hadn't paid his dues. And the guy only, they shot the guy, and the guy only had like 30 bucks on him cash. So Joe said to Frank, check if he's got gold teeth. Yeah. Joe leaves, and Lucky... Um, Bugsy and Langsy were watching from like behind a car and they then went up Frank Castillo sees them and he's like oh great now I've got to shoot kids and they're like no wait we'll help you and Bugsy took a brick and he's 15 starts hammering the guy's heads and gets all the gold teeth and hands them over Frank Castillo and that's how these guys then got um, incorporated, incorporated together crime. yeah so I was like, damn, at the whole age of 50. So from guy then, was the crazy. guy was violent. Because yeah. as soon as they stepped up, Luciano was like, Bugsy, do your thing. And, yeah. he, and I, there were videos of him. He would literally beat you with pipes and smash bottles over your head. And he, he was a guy that if you didn't do what they wanted, this guy no was No way someone's brother killed this man. This man would have smelted coming from a mile no. away. This needed to be people yeah, that were way I agree. above his payroll. I agree. Way above. But that is it for our two gangsters this week. And do not fret. We will be doing many episodes. Oh, because there are so excited. many gangsters I can talk about. Guys, can I tell you, when I started doing research, I normally put in like 
an hour, maybe two. Yeah. I ended up watching a six-hour documentary. That's how I am far in the rabbit hole I found. It literally pulls you in. You get so excited as you're watching it. You and can I tell you, it's quite, it's quite funny. You're watching the documentary and you are wishing that this damn detective gets shot. You're like, stop you, it. Yeah. Leave them alone. <laughs> Even though I know they're doing crime. I'm like, when stop. they sent Luciano away to Italy, I was so distraught. I was like, how could they do that? <laughs> Who's going to run it better than him now? Why would they? Can like, I also tell you're you? You're on the side of the monsters. Can I tell you? You know you have to be epic. Because after the St. Valentine's Day massacre, people were angry with Al Capone yeah. because it turned attention onto the mob. They used to like, they liked to run underground. They didn't want to be known. Yeah. But that drew attention. And the mob, they said to him, Luciano, go talk to your friend. And Luciano said, okay, Capone, my guy, you need to hand yourself in. We'll get you the best lawyers. And they did. And he only got one year yeah. in prison for it. So, you know you have to be epic when you have to go reign in Al Capone. Right? Like, <laughs> that's just so epic. Yeah, that is. Because we know that these people... Oh, the 30s was just... A Guys, time. the 1920s and th- I was born in the wrong century. And I yeah. will say it time and time again. I should have been born in... Well, I was born in 2001. I should have been born in... 1901 that would have been great guys fabulous you'd have been around 20 i would have been 20 i would have been 20 in the 20s perfect Perfect timing timing. like bank robberies speak easies pro everything even the clothes the music guys everything like lolene said the best way for you to capture this is go and watch the great gatsby you actually see see gatsby pull his card out he pulls a card the out. Like, the sorry, like, I didn't know it was you, Mr. Gatsby. Sorry. That, that is, is the level. It, what it, was. it shows you the extent of the partying yeah. and the, the bootlegging yeah. and how basically twisted people were back then and how you could literally end up on like five million people's hit list. I mean, he was in the speakeasy and he's like, over there is the oh. governor and over there is the mayor of... Literally, exactly. these people used to run in the same circles as the politicians, the co- every person of influence. They were there. They had everyone in their pocket. Yeah. Okay. Like Luciano, the one thing he said, he was like, we've got half the judges in our pockets. Yeah. Like, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? What are us? you going to do? And... Guys, it's just another... Le- Guys, I was born in the wrong sense. <laughs> <laughs> but that has been mobs. We are definitely going to do We will be more. back. We will definitely... With organized crime. ...be back. But for now, till next time... <sighs> Peace and killings. Like what you're listening to? Instagram at Activefm777 and Facebook at forward slash Activefm777.